The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there in the jump seat today, making us sound good, <laughs> making us look good, as good as we can. It is our um, queen, forever our homecoming queen. For- <laughs> it is Ashley Pickle. Hello, Ashley. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, we, uh, we made videos work, which is... We did. I struggle this the way, whole week. <laughs> so, man, you know, if, if, if the Pix video hadn't worked, we should have run... Um, we could have run mm. Steps um, Road Trip. That is true. If you haven't seen, it's on TexasFootball.com. It's also on our YouTube page. But Step, we, we're, one thing we're going to do, at least for the playoffs, is he's going to do a dream road trip. Yes. Of what, where he would go and where he would eat if he could just go anywhere in the state. Uh, and, of course, he's a value shopper. It is, And then you animated it. I did. And it is – I don't like to give you compliments on the air. <laughs> It's really good. Thank it's you. like super good, and there's little there's little like things that I like that mm-hmm. I think nobody else likes. Right, like the fact that we put Steph's picture in the swag wagon <laughs> makes <laughs> me so deeply happy. It was uh, that one was fun to make. I, I I did it in about a day, so you know maybe next week we can we can keep adding to it. Um, the uh, Max had a good idea when we showed it to him, and he hmm? was the uh, uh, Poochie. Oh, Poochie. one might Got call it. him. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Uh, okay. He was like, we should slow, like, we should turn it into, instead of the swag wagon, the step wagon. And I was like, well, maybe each week we can, like, add a step bumper sticker oh my or God. something. So keep And then eventually it'll just be them. a giant maple leaf. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and it will turn it into an uh, Air Canada plane. <laughs> I'm into that. I'm into that. Uh, yeah, so check that out. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. Let's see. Here's it Ashley Pickles' is. first four through the door. Yes. It's the people she likes the most. She can be bribed. <laughs> uh, Brent Homan, John Velo, um, Allison Brown, and Daniel Agnew. What's Welcome up, guys? In, guys? I love, too, that everyone keeps commenting first. And then if they think that they beat someone <laughs> else, <laughs> they say, no, I was first. There's, so nothing, there's, nothing, better, there's nothing better than somebody saying first, and second. And then there's second. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my favorite thing. Today is Thursday, November 14th, 2019. Oh my goodness! Two weeks until Thanksgiving. Oh, we are in the final we're in, stretch. We're in the th- we're in the Thanksgiving zone. We've reached Ooh. the Thanksgiving zone. This is like we're here. Like I can smell. Like I got an email from my sister in law yesterday <laughs> about an email for, food. Ab- about food. Yes. Yeah. About like who's going to bring bring what? what? Yeah, we get that every year. It's real, guys. We're almost there to the best day of the year. Uh, episode eight fifty eight. Eight fifty eight. The number of batters that Chris Young faced in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. On today's show, guys, we're going an hour. We'll do it live. F it. We'll do it live. Uh, we have our Thursday games to watch. Uh, then we're going to be joined by the head coach of the San Antonio Burbank Bulldogs, Coach Phil Barron. A, a remarkable story there in Burbank. Uh, they have clinched just their tenth uh, playoff appearance in program history. 
Uh, and this is a program that's been around. This isn't like one of those programs like uh, like Brock, right, which is relatively new, or so- or Bridgeland, or anything like that. No, this is they've been around for eighty something years. They've been around for eighty two years, and they've just clinched their tenth playoff berth. We're going to talk with our head coach Phil Barron coming up here in a little bit. Then we'll have the picks, my high school football predictions for every game this weekend. Every game. <laughs> PTSD. Every. <laughs> game so much all PTSD. 352 <laughs> i picked them uh and then we'll round it all out ishmael johnson will join us for free money coming up here at the back half of the program but first let's get to thursday games to watch so it is thursday that and is it a is a pretty fun day uh around the state of texas there are 107 texas high school football playoff games that go on tonight we'll actually start with the game that is going to kick it all off. Uh, four o'clock today, the playoffs start. Which, by the way, if you want to do the pick 'em at TexasFootball.com, you got to get it in by four o'clock. Three fifty-nine is the last minute that you can do it. Four o'clock, we're shutting it off. Okay. If you want to get your pick 'em in, you got to get it in by four o'clock today because that's when the first game kicks off, and that first game is El Paso Montwood and Midland Lee. This is a 6A Division I matchup. Uh, El Paso Montwood coming on the road to to Grande Communication Stadium uh, there in Midland. Lee, of course, took that Week 11 loss to Odessa Permian. I want to see them bounce back. Going up against a team in Montwood that, look, they can score. All right, this is a pointy team. Sebastian Galvan, their quarterback, has been terrific. They have a great running back as well in Christopher Ramos. Uh, Midland Lee is your favorite in this one. Uh, especially being at home, that's a long road trip for those uh, for those Rams. But I will say, watch out for this one because, like, I want to see like what Midland Lee does after a loss. Right? They went nine and zero, feeling good, keep the momentum going. Now that momentum is gone. They lose the, the last time they were on the field. They suffered a loss to their arch rival. I want to see them bounce back. I like I like Lee in this one, but Montwood, if their offense, you know, if 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 the Lee defense is not up to snuff. There is, I mean, this is certainly a game that, that you can that that you can see doing. Tonight, there the the marquee matchup tonight is in six A Division One Region Three. That is Fort Bend Travis taking on Katie Tompkins. This is a nine and one Katie Tompkins team whose lone loss is to Katie by like five points, taking on an unbeaten Fort Bend Travis team. This game is a bona fide banger. We need to get you a soundboard so that we can have a banger alert. It's like, woo, woo, woo. Banger. <laughs> this, is, this is a sensational first-round matchup. You have Fort Ben Travis, who's undefeated. They've looked fantastic. Parker Washington and Gerald Farr have been outstanding this year uh, at, at the wide receiver spots. They have been, or, or their quarterback, Gerald Farr, has, or no, receiver Gerald Farr, have, have been outstanding. 24 touchdown receptions uh, this year. Going up against Katie Tompkins and Jalen Milrow. Uh, the quarterback there for Katie Tompkins. That is a huge, mm-hmm. huge matchup in this one. Uh, two uh, great offenses in this one. There's two questions I have. One, who's going to get some stops? Who's going to find some stops? Uh, that is a huge match. The uh, question. Two is are either of these teams tested? Like that's a yeah. real question. For Everyone me. asked that about. Katie, too. Well, about Tompkins, Tompkins, right? I mean, you can make a real argument, in my opinion, the best result combined for both of these two teams is Tompkins' loss to Katie. Mm -hmm. That was a, I mean, as far as good losses Losses. are concerned, (laughs) that's among the best losses in the state. 
But this is something you have to come up with with uh, with stops. I don't know who's tested in this one. Tompkins has got to be playing at a high. If they if they start playing at a high level, mm-hmm. they are absolutely a sleeper in that region three. That that absolutely loaded region three. This is a fantastic matchup. This is going on seven o'clock tonight at Mercer Stadium in Sugarland. Um, I believe it's streaming on Texan Live too. Yes. So watch this game. Um, and the craziest part about these playoffs matches is you've got those two unbelievable teams like that, and someone's got to go home tonight. Oh, like, yeah. That's the craziest part about by district. Someone has to go home. So let's talk about a game in the San Antonio area, this game in 6A Division II. Uh, San Antonio Roosevelt takes on San Antonio Brennan. And you probably know a little bit about Brennan. They're kind of more of a name, name brand, I would say. And, and if you are not familiar with what Roosevelt has done this year, that's okay. This is a team that has been sensational running the ball. Rashad Owens, their running back, is really fun to watch, but they are not one-dimensional. Their quarterback, Dwayne Coleman, has been excellent as well. But the reason that Roosevelt is 9-1 and is that their defense has taken a big step forward this year. The Rough Riders' defense mm-hmm. has been excellent. Going up against Brennan, which is more of a name-brand type program, but this is, I mean, just because they're 8-2, and two, do, not, do, not make, do not make the mistake uh, of thinking that they are, they are not um, a dangerous squad. This is a team that spreads the ball around a lot. They spread the ball around a lot. They don't really have one. If you're talking like one individual superstar, um, it's probably one of their receivers, either Keon Thomas uh, or Darian Tolfrey. Um, either one of them is probably the star. But Brennan is always predicated on defense, and their defense has been awesome this year. They've got 41 sacks on the year, 12 interceptions. They're giving up just 14 points a game. Uh, I think they're a little bit more battle tested, and that's going to make this. Uh, a, a, but it should be a fantastic matchup. That's nine one versus eight and two. You can't get excited about that. Check your pulse. One of the uh, viewers, Daniela Ibarra, said, "Countdown City represent anyone who shows love to uh, the two one zero is going to get a shout out." Love there. it. Um, <laughs> Denton Ryan's in action tonight against Granbury. That's a that's a game. Keep an eye on Granbury's a big underdog in that one. But I want to see style points from Ryan. I think Ryan is the favorite in Region th- Region One there. Um, another game. Uh, two games in Region 2 of 5A Division 1 uh, that I'm really interested in. Lancaster in the Colony. Step's going to be at this game if he gets on his plane out of Canada. Um, <laughs> Step's going to be at this game. Uh, uh, Greg Powers, our recruiting analyst, is going to be at this game. I don't need to sell you on it. It's 8-2 versus 8-2. Lancaster uh, has looked awesome this year. They took Highland Park to the wire. They've got a ton of playmakers mm-hmm. like uh, like Trey Bradford, the running back. Going up against the Colony that we've talked about a little bit, Miles Price is their go-to guy. Uh, Mikey Harrington, their quarterback, has been great. And then the, what I really appreciate about the Colony is that they've really opened up the offense a little bit. Uh, this is a fun, fun matchup. This game's at Humphrey Stadium in Lancaster. Fun matchup. Uh, Lancaster is, I think, the favorite. Mm-hmm. But it would not be a surprise at all if the Colony won this game. And I know you saw the Colony earlier this year. I've seen both of those You've teams. seen both yeah, of them. This phenomenal. should be a fantastic matchup. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another one in that same region. Uh, Frisco Independence and Mansfield Timberview is awesome. That's a fun, fun matchup. Timberview is better than a 6-4 and four team. This is a team that's peaking right now. They're giving everybody trouble. Going up against a Frisco Independence team, 8-2 uh, and two on the year. Their lone losses, I believe, are to the Colony and Lone Star. Uh, Independence is a team that is vi- that could score a ton, and I'm not sure if they can stop anybody. That's going to be the case. That's going to be a question for Timberview: is can they take advantage of that and get enough stops to make this uh, uh, an interesting game? Uh, other games around the state that I'm interested in: Corpus Christi Miller puts her unbeaten record on the on the line at home tonight uh, against uh, uh, Brownsville Pace, who makes the trip up from Brownsville up to Corpus Christi. That's at Buccaneer Stadium tonight. Uh, out in El Paso, Canateo and El Paso Andrus is probably the best game out there. That's going on uh, in Canateo at Lowenberg Stadium. Uh, keep an eye on that one out east or out west rather. 
South Oak Cliff and Midlothian's fun. Uh, this is a real fun matchup of two teams that have, I think, different styles. Midlothian is a grinded-out kind of wing tee attack. Uh, they were a team, remember, that gave Alito all sorts of trouble because their scheme is really, really good, and they run it very well. Going against South Oak Cliff, who has got burners. They've got straight-up speed on the outside, and that is going to be a danger. The other thing for me, you know, South. what's interesting is that South Oak Cliff's best weapon, I think, is their secondary. But Midlothian is not a team that's going to throw the ball. That's what makes this really interesting. I'm very interested in that. Uh, elsewhere, let's see if I can zoom through. Manville's in action tonight. I think they're favorites. Um, Wickle of Vegas in action tonight. I think they're favorites. Argyle's in action tonight. Um, elsewhere, is there any other? What's another game? Oh, keep an eye on Palestine and Waxahachie Life. Mm. Waxahachie Life is looking for their first playoff victory in program history, and I think they might get it. That's going on at Citibank Stadium in Forney tonight. Beautiful Citibank Stadium. Um, keep an eye on that one. <laughs> when we were talking about the uh, Lancaster game, Hector Rios commented Lancaster's band, which I agree. That yes. was one of the best bands Lancaster's, I have seen Lancaster's all ban- year long. Lancaster's band uh, stays, <laughs> Shout out stays, to the band. stays hot. Um Sunnyvale and Pittsburgh. Sunnyvale is 10 and 0. They're undefeated, but they've been here before because they were undefeated and then they ran to Gilmer in the first round of the playoffs and lost. They get Pittsburgh tonight. Pittsburgh is a high ceiling team but also a very high variance team. It's a team that when they play their best ball, they are able to beat anybody. So Sunnyvale's got to be on their game. Trip McKay to their quarterback for Sunnyvale has to be excellent. Uh, Gilmer is in action tonight, so is Waco Connolly in region 2. Uh elsewhere, ba 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 Trying to think if there's any other games on Thursday night. A lot of these games are um, coaches who believe that they are big favorites mm-hmm. are trying to get a, a head a, a week ahead on next week. One game to keep an eye on. Last one we'll not mention. Brock and Clyde. This yeah. is three A Division One Region One. Um, this is. I think Clyde's got an awesome shot in this game. I think Clyde's a dangerous, dangerous team, and you could see. You know, Brock has been a team that has been. That's righted the ship a little bit. They took two losses, one to uh, Brownwood. That that loss aged pretty well. The other one to Pile Point. That loss aged pretty well. But they have not been this dominant program. Clyde is absolutely good enough to beat them. That's going on tonight at Shotwell Stadium. There are 107 games tonight in Texas high school football playoffs. It is the most wonderful time of the year. Get your playoff. Uh, pick them in at TexasFootball.com by 3:59 p.m. today Central Time. 3.59 Central. So if you're listening to us in El Paso or on the West Coast. Or in Sweden or England or Sweden, because we've had that too. You adjust, might be off already. Adjust your time. <laughs> adjust do the your math. Time. I don't want to do the math. Yes. In any case, huge night. The opening night of the Texas High School Football Playoffs. It is a should be a national holiday. We're very excited about it. In any case, TexasFootball.com has complete coverage of the playoffs. Yes? Um, well... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, me said uh, earlier when you were talking about the soundboard, he said, no, 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 a banger has to be an explosion sound. But my favorite part of it is the hashtag is hashtag pickle soundboard 2020. <laughs> it's a movement. We're going to start a Kickstarter for it. <laughs> it's a movement. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. That's a subscription package. It is sweeping the nation. Really and truly, I mean that. Uh, become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com. Uh, two magazines or years worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com, uh, including premium podcasts. Ste- Step and I have Tep and Step Up. It's an hour and 15 minutes of goodness. Well, hour and 15 minutes 
of us talking about Texas high school football. If you are going to a game, it's the perfect way to do it. Uh, TexasFootball.com uh, slash insider is where you can become a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider. Get your uh, get it right now. There's never been a better time. We've got a lot of great stuff up for insiders, including Ishmael Johnson and I put four teams on upset alert. Four teams. You can read who those teams are at TexasFootball.com slash ins or at TexasFootball.com right now. But you got to be a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider uh, to read it. So you want to make sure you check that out. TexasFootball.com slash insider to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Uh, we will have uh, the picks coming up here in just a minute and then free money to close out the show. Uh, it is a huge week. Please go to a game this weekend. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun, I promise you. There's nothing quite like the Texas high school football playoffs. You will not want to miss that. Ashley, let's go to the hotline. And let's bring in the head coach of one of the teams, one of the 704 teams who will take part in the Texas high school football playoffs this weekend. We are joined by the head coach of the San Antonio Burbank Bulldogs. It is Coach Phil Barron. Coach, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Excellent. How are things in beautiful San Antonio? Oh, you know, just trying to get acclimated to this cold and rainy weather right now. <laughs> but, uh, you know, everybody's kind of excited about what's fixing to take place tomorrow and about the Burbank Bulldogs being in the playoffs. You guys, you know, uh, San Antonio Burbank, you guys are in the playoffs for just the 10th time in program history. Um, you know, this is a program that's been around for more than 80 years. Uh, do you get the sense around school that there is there is there is a buzz in the air about the Bulldogs playing some 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 playoff football? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think the uh, the community and, and the administration, uh, the faculty here at Burbank, you know, the kids, everybody's you know super excited about the accomplishment that our kids have, you know, have, have, have done, um, because it hasn't been, it hasn't happened very often here at Burbank. So, uh, definitely the atmosphere and, and the environment here at Burbank is, is, is pretty neat to be around. You guys went into last week and, 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 you know, we say that you guys are playing a playoff game. I mean, you guys were playing a playoff game last week. You guys took on Lanier in, in fun of, in a win and in game. Um, you guys end up mounting a 10-play, 86-yard drive and score in the final minute uh, to win 28-27. to um, uh, what, what did you learn about your team last week? This was a team that, was, that, that lost three straight. Uh, it felt like things may, for, for other programs, that may have been a sign that things were floundering. What do you think you learned about your team last week? You know, I think we, we learned that, you know, we're, we, we, we can persevere through things. Um, you know, we stared adversity directly in the eyes Saturday and, and we're able to overcome it. And, uh, you know, we kind of preach to our kids that the game of football is a direct correlation of life. And, you know, there's going to be peaks and valleys, um, you know, and it's not how you react, but how you respond, you know, because you react to something, it, it may be off of emotion. And, uh, you know, so we kind of preach, how do you respond to that? And, you know, I think our kids responded well, you know, uh, we went down, 13 points in the two touchdowns um, with six minutes left in the game. They missed the extra point, and, uh, you know, we kind of saw some life, you know, with the extra point being missed. Um, you know, so we knew we had to score fast, and that was kind of the mentality. You know, we rallied the troops and just told them, hey, we got, we got to get in the end zone. Um, you know, so uh, we ended up getting in the end zone with two minutes and 50 seconds left, and, uh, and it was 21-27, I believe. Yeah, 21-27. And I told my defensive coordinator, you know, I said, hey, man, I got three timeouts. If you can give me a stop, we'll win the football game. And uh, you know, he kind of looked at me and gave me the head nod. And, you know, our defense rose to the occasion. And, and you know, we did three and out. You know, went three and out. 
and we're able to get the ball back <clears throat> with about two minutes left. And our quarterback was down. He had just thrown a you know an interception for a touchdown, uh, you know, two series before. So he was coming down, and I just kind of grabbed him and said, "Hey, man, we need you right now. You know, your brothers need you, the team needs you. You know, you need to uh, get us in the end zone." And uh, so you know, we got the ball right around the ten yard line, and uh, we're able to put together you know, kind of like a miraculous drive with no timeouts, and you know, uh, did some things to get out of bounds. And wow, and. Uh, and and we're able to throw that the little fade ball in the end zone when you know our, our senior receiver Juan Rubiola came down with it to to tie the ball game. So you know it kind of went crazy. And in the back of my mind, I'm, I'm kind of like, we just tied it. We haven't won it yet. You know, we still got to <laughs> take the extra point. And uh, and so we line up for the extra point. Of a freshman kicker, he's 14 years old. Oh my and, god! And uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. So you're talking about pressure. Uh, so 14 year old 14 year old freshman kicker goes out there and and puts it through the uprights, and then it was time to celebrate. So it's kind of one of those things. Uh, there were I knew knew about the drive. I didn't know about the freshman kicker. I didn't know about the no timeouts. That's a uh, that's pretty remarkable. Um, you know, and and you guys, you know, last year you guys went went six and four, same regular season record, but got left out on on a tiebreaker uh, of of the playoffs. How much has has that and the way that last year ended prematurely, let's say? How has that fueled you guys uh, throughout the course of the of the off season and through the season? Well, that's what we we went into the off season preaching. You know, uh, you know, don't don't forget what happened last year. You know, remember last year. Remember last year, and uh, that's what uh, that's what we kind of thought. You know, was going to be kind of the anchor during the off season to push us over the hump is to not forget what happened to us last year. Um, you know, we beat Sam Houston for the first time in thirty years to go six and four and we had to beat them by eight points we beat them by six so it was kind of a dagger in the heart for our kids for the community you know for everybody that was involved so um you know i think it played a huge factor in in our off-season uh production that we had because we didn't want to go through that same scenario you know so it was kind of a control your own destiny type deal you know with with the kids and with my staff uh, we're talking with Phil Barron, the head coach of the San Antonio Burbank Bulldogs here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation at hashtag TF Today. Uh, coach, one of the guys who, who's really, I would say, the bell cow of your offense uh, is your outstanding junior running back, Matthew Salazar. You know, we can look at the numbers. Uh, he's uh, almost 1,300-yard rusher this year, uh, 13 touchdowns. He's really been the guy that drives your offense. Uh, but, but you know, as the guy who gets to see him every day in practice, what is it about Matthew Salazar that sets him apart? You know, and, and people have asked me about Matthew time and time again. And, uh, and I, I've, I've always said, you know, he's, he's the best kid that I've ever been around. You know, this is year 13 for me, um, in coaching and teaching. And, uh, and he's, he's literally the best kid, hardworking kid. You know, his work ethic is second to none. Um, his attitude is, is outstanding. And, uh, you know, he kind of has pushed the program the past three years because he started for us as a freshman. So he's kind of been, you know, that guy for us, that leader and, and the voice that that keeps the group together and has kept the group fighting. You know, a lot of wins that we had last year is his sophomore year. He was responsible for because I mean, he'd break away, you know, the last couple minutes and, and we'd score to go up and, and win, you know. So he uh, he definitely has a lot of, you know, respect within within the team, within the community and things like that. But he's uh, he's an outstanding kid. And the hardest working kid I've ever been around. Uh, 
the other guy who's kind of the, the straw that starts to drink on your offense is, is your quarterback, Toby Carotti. This is a guy, uh, a senior, who I don't think the numbers are going to blow you away because you, you guys aren't a team that, that airs the ball out all that much. You're a pretty balanced offense. But uh, how important is he as a senior on a team that, that relies on a lot of underclassmen? How important is he to, to what you guys do? You know, Toby has, this is his first year starting. Mm-hmm. So this, you know, this is kind of, he's a senior and uh, he's kind of gotten the nod for one year. Um, but, you know, he does a really good job of managing the offense. Um, you know, his dad was, you know, Toby Crowe, senior, he played at Harlem. He was a big mm-hmm. standout in high school, um, had a shot with the Arizona Cardinals back in the day. So, you, you know, the pedigree is definitely there. Um, so he understands the game really, really well. And, and he does a great job managing the game. He's also one of those, you know, those senior leaders that you know has stepped up in this role and uh, and has done a, a tremendous job with with the kids and and with the offense. So, you know, he's the kind of kid that wants to watch film. You know, he wants to, you know, know what coverages they're in so that he knows where to go with the ball. So, you know, he has definitely played a tremendous role in in, in what we've done this year and the stats that my essay have. He uh, he's actually like eleven sixty in passing yards, mm-hmm. so he's thrown over a thousand yards already. And Matthews thirteen fifty thirteen forty, so mm-hmm. Matthews over over thirteen hundred, and Toby's over a thousand. But the uh, the stats are, are off with my essay. Mm. So he has been, but yeah, he he's done he's done a great job. He has been terrific for for you guys, and this is a. Um, you know, this is a, a team that obviously is, is going to be excited about tomorrow night, 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Gustafson Stadium. Uh, you guys take on San Antonio Harlan, Northside Harlan, um, uh, one of the Correct. newer programs there in the San Antonio area. Uh, I don't want to ask you to give away your game plan, but when you take a look at what you guys are up against tomorrow with the Hawks, uh, what do you see? You know, they're super talented. Um, they're really well coached. Uh, so I think they... Uh, they do a good job with what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, speed-wise, you know, we played uh, Wagner, you know, Converse Wagner, or, and then we play Veterans Memorial. Um, so they're Judson schools, you know, out of the Judson School District. So we've seen the speed. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen the speed that, that, that Harlan has. So if we can just play our game, not turn the ball over, I think we're going to be okay. You know, we have to play our best game tomorrow night. You know, to, in order to have a chance to, to win, uh, we have to play our best game. Um, so is it impossible? No. You know, I don't think it's impossible, but we have to do things on our part to, you know, uh, possess the ball, uh, keep the chains moving, and uh, and, and make tackles. That's going to be a big, a big key tomorrow night is, is making tackles and making sure we're in, in, the, in our right gaps defensively. We're talking with Phil Barron, the head coach at San Antonio Burbank here on Texas Football Today. Coach, um, you know, finally, this is um, th- there are jobs out there uh, that are that are just a job, and then for you, this is a, a different situation. You're a guy who grew up in that part of town. Uh, you're a guy who went to South San, um, and 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 you're you're so you're familiar with that that neighborhood, that area. Um, you know, what what does it mean to you personally to be able to, to take a program in that part of of the city uh, and and help them get back to the playoffs? Yeah, you know, this is where I'm from. Mm-hmm. This is the area that I grew up in, so, you know, I, I can relate to these kids very, very well. So, you know, initially taking this job as the offensive coordinator coming from Madison High School, Northeast School District here in San Antonio, um, obviously it was a drop-off in, 
in numbers and different things like that. And kind of what intrigued me to take this job was the the lack of success that this program has had in in the future, you know, or in the past. And uh, you know, I kind of sat back and and thought, you know what, if I can take this this position. And if I could just get us into the playoffs, win a few games, because they were 0-10, 0-10, 1-9 before I got here. Mm-hmm. So maybe I can make a name for myself in the coaching world and, you know, um, and possibly get a head job somewhere. Well, after one year, you know, I ended up becoming the head coach here at Burling High School. We had gotten into the playoffs my first year as the offense coordinator. And, uh, and I just got the kids to buy into, you know, winning mindset and making them believe that, you know, losing wasn't okay. You know, it's not okay to lose anymore and to, you know, kind of be mediocre and being content. So, you know, we kind of brought that winning attitude, that winning culture with, with myself and my staff um, when we got here. And the kids just, you know, bought into it. You know, we uh, were real big on uh, TTP, and that means trust the process. Um, you know, so we preach that to our kids, and, and we, we, you know, we, we tell our kids, you know, trust the process, trust the process. And they and they really bought into that and, and trusted kind of what we're doing here and, and I think, you know, the, the, the success that we've had has kind of showed where the direction our program is going. The Burbank Bulldogs are back in the playoffs. Just the 10th time in program history. It's going down 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Gustafson Stadium in San Antonio as they take on the San Antonio Harlan Hawks with their coach, Phil Barron. Coach, really appreciate your time. Congratulations again on all your success so far, and uh, go get them tomorrow night. Thank you, guys. I, I really appreciate you guys' support. There he goes, Phil Barron, the head coach, the Burbank Bulldogs, joining us here on Texas Football Today. Easy to root for a team like that. That's uh, that's a that's a cool story. And um, you know, before they so they made the playoffs in 2017, 2013, 2008, and before 2008, they had missed the playoffs for uh, 30 straight years. This is, a, I mean, this is a program in in San Antonio that I mean, you look up and down their history. I mean, it's it's riddled with a lot of winless seasons. It's riddled with a lot of 0-10 seasons. It's riddled with a lot of one-win one seasons, right? Two-win seasons. I mean, overall, their overall record coming into this year was 251, 549, and 19. I mean, this is a program that, you know, when you talk about San Antonio, you're talking about Judson, you're talking about Steele, you're talking about all these kind of powerhouses. Mm-hmm. Um, Burbank doesn't come up. And so it's such a cool, cool thing. Uh, to see this program get back to the playoffs and those kids playing some meaningful football tonight. at the hand of a 14 year old kicker, can you like that's enough kicker. to make you have Listen. to get high blood pressure medicine? Listen. because that's crazy. Four, 14, 14 year old kicker, 14 year old kicker, no timeouts. Sits I mean, him in the everything about that. By the way, Coach Barron's just 35. I mean, this yeah, is a young guy. That is just awesome. It is a, a really, really cool story there uh, in San Antonio Burbank. We appreciate Coach Phil Barron hopping on with us. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram at Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Um, somebody asked, uh, Bill Bullock asked how many uh, insiders needed to get you a plane or at least rent one for the next month. We're trying to get a soundboard here first, people. Tepper doesn't need his own no, plane. That's just going to make I his think head. The pl- I think the soundboard's just been tabled in in, on, in, in favor of a plane. No, no planes the for tep you. The Tepjet. Oh, God. All right. No. So, there are 352 Texas high school football games this weekend. And Tepper's a psychopath. It, or am I a psychopath for editing them? Yes. Here's the <laughs> picks for the bi-district round of the Texas High School Football Playoffs here on Texas Football Today. 
It's the first round of the 2019 Texas High School football playoffs with 352 games scattered across the state. It would take a crazy person to predict all 352. Let's predict all 352. These are the picks. Welcome into the picks presented by Visit Arlington, your guide to the Texas High School football weekend. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. Thank you so much for tuning in and welcome to the 2019 Texas High School football playoffs. It's the most wonderful time of the year with elimination games all over the state. And uh, what is what is that? Oh, it appears to be my prediction. That's right. You thought I was joking in the intro? No, 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 no. We are predicting all 352 UIL Texas high school football games this weekend from 6A Division I to 1A Division II. It's either on the scroll down below or I'm going to mention it verbally. So you can't complain about me not picking your game because I'm picking every single one of them. But there are massive games all across the state. We start in Austin. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Chaparral Stadium in Austin. It is a 6A Division II by district matchup between the Civil of Steel Knights and the Austin Westlake Chaparrals. Where are the keys of this matchup? Key number one, must-see receivers. It's going to be a lot of ink spilled about this game from the quarterback perspective because of Civil of Steel quarterback Wyatt Beagle and Westlake's trio of outstanding quarterbacks. But I think that overshadows what may be the strength of both of these offenses, which is the receiving core. For Civil of Steel, Darren McKnight has been unbelievable. One of the very best receivers in the state of Texas, the go-to guy for Wyatt Beagle and this Knights attack that seems to be getting its feet underneath it. And on the other side, for Westlake, Ryan Lindley is the latest in a long line of outstanding receivers there for the Shaps. He is a dynamo and needs to be accounted for on every single play. Look, it's win or go home time. Coaches are going to be turning to their playmakers more and more. So which of these must-see receivers can step up big? Key number two, Steel's junior heavy defense. If you want to make the argument that Civil of Steel is actually a year early this year, I think I'm, I'm willing to hear it, especially on the defensive side. There's a lot of outstanding playmakers who are just juniors on this defense, most notably Cruz Unz and Michael Sereno. A few of other outstanding juniors lead this Knights defense, and we know that when David Sands' squad is at their best, it's because their defense is leading the way. But look, this is a playoff game. The lights are brighter. Can these juniors handle the pressure? And key number three, regional warfare. I love first round matchups like this, and I, one of the reasons that I love the playoffs is because you've got teams from different parts of the state colliding, and we're going to finally get a measure of what Austin versus San Antonio really looks like. And if you're a San Antonio area fan, you may want to cover your ears because the bottom line of it is that the Austin area past few years has dominated San Antonio at the 6A level. In fact, when Austin and San Antonio meet head-to-head -head in the 6A playoffs since 2017, Austin's 13-4. They've dominated this series. They have had the upper hand there in the capital city. Can the Alamo City rise up and steal grab a win, or will Austin-Westlake continue the trend? Who am I picking? I'm going with Westlake. Being at home is certainly an advantage. That's a bit of a road trip there 
for Cibolo Steel. But the thing we haven't mentioned about Westlake yet is their outstanding defense led by Sage Luther. It feels like the Shaps are really hitting their stride defensively and Todd Dodge always preaches to his players to peak at the right time. This feels like a Westlake team that may be peaking at the right time. For Steele, they got to get a big game from Wyatt Beagle. He's got to take care of the football and he's got to be dynamic with both his arm and his legs. I think this game figures to be pretty close and I think it may come down to who has the ball last. But I do think that Westlake holds serve at home. Give me the Shaps. Let's go to 3A Division 2. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Lions Stadium in Kaufman. It is a 3A Division 2 Region 3 matchup between the Dangerfield Tigers and the Anderson Shiro Owls. What are the keys to this matchup? Key number one, Zacharias' carries. Get it? It's Zacharias Haynes, the running back for Anderson Shiro that we're talking about, and he has been a superstar. If you don't know about this outstanding running back, then you're missing out. He's a big reason why Anderson Shiro is off to an 8-2 and two start. It's their best season in program history already. He's averaging around 200 yards per game, about 10 yards per carry. He needs to be effective in this game. They need to feed Zacharias Haynes and grind it out against his Dangerfield defense. So when they give the ball to Zacharias Haynes, what happens? Key number two, Tigers in the fourth quarter. You know, Dangerfield has had a rich history this year of closing teams out late, and especially in comeback fashion. Go back a couple of weeks ago when the Tigers scored the final 18 points in the fourth quarter to upset then-unbeaten Paul Pewitt and take control of that game. This is going to have to be the test here for Dangerfield. Can they surge in the fourth quarter like they have all year, or will Anderson Shiro hold them off? And key number three, pedigree disparity. This is a wonderful time of year when we start to consider uh, exactly what these programs have been historically. And for Dangerfield, you probably know about them, right? In fact, their 83 Dangerfield team is known as one of the all-time greatest Texas high school football teams. The Tigers, as a program, are looking for playoff win number 88 in their illustrious history. Anderson Shiro is looking for playoff win number one. They've never won a playoff game. They haven't been around all that long, but the Owls have had an outstanding year and can cap that off with some history if they were to take down Dangerfield. But look, pedigree, we say in Texas high school football, matters. Does it matter in this game? Who am I picking? I'm going with Dangerfield. I think the Tigers' speed is the difference here. I think that Jacoby Craver is the difference maker for this Dangerfield team, and I also think that their defense is really starting to play pretty well. I think they can force a couple of turnovers. For Anderson Shiro, I think their defense has an outstanding shot of shutting them down if they can match them from a speed perspective, but there's just not a lot of teams that have the kind of team speed that Dangerfield does. I think this game could be really fun and maybe even a track meet, but I think Dangerfield comes home with a win. Let's go to 6A Division 1, 7 p.m. Thursday night at Sugarlands Mercer Stadium. It is a must-see. 6A Division 1 Region 3 matchup between Fort Bend Travis and Katie Tompkins. You want to talk about star power, you have it in spades here. Jalen Milrow, the quarterback for Katie Tompkins, has been unbelievable this year. The wide receiver for Fort Bend Travis, Parker Washington, is a big reason that they are 10-0 for the first time in program history. But my question in this one, is either team tested? You can make a real argument that the best result for either of these teams is Katie Tompkins' loss to Katie a few weeks ago. This is going to be the biggest test for both of these squads, and it's in a must-win situation. In the end, this game comes down to whether or not Katie Tompkins' defense can step up big. I think this game is really hard to call one of the best by-district matchups in the entire state. I lean a little bit towards Tompkins.
To 5A Division 1 we go, 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Tom Landry Stadium in Mission. Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial visits Mission Veterans Memorial. And by the way, there's another Veterans Memorial, San Antonio Veterans Memorial, that is looming in the next round if they can get past Laredo Martin, if that's not confusing enough. Uh, when you take a look at this game, I think it comes down to the quarterback spot. For Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial, it looks like Carter Centerfit is getting healthy and should play in this game. That's a huge boost for their chances of getting to the next round. Mission Veterans Memorial, of course, the home of the reigning Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year, Landry Gilpin, who's now off at Southwestern. A.J. Gonzaki has stepped up into the role, leaving his wide receiver spot to take over the quarterback spot. He has been dynamic. But which defense steps up? I think this game is really pretty hard to call. One of those coin flip type games. I think Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial is getting healthy at the right time. I think Kobe Piper, their running back, has a big game. Give me Corpus Christi Vets. In 3A Division I action, 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Tiger Stadium in Belton as Grandview takes on Rockdale. And how about a matchup of the two most recent 3A Division I state champions in the first round? This is a, mat, a game between two teams that I think late in the year pretty much scuffled their way to the finish. You know, Grandview was cruising along, feeling really good before they went on the road and got knocked off by Whitney in a close one, ending their long winning streak. And suddenly, they now have to go and take on Rockdale, a team that's had some late season woes of themselves, losing two straight district games to Troy and Cameron Yo. Now, there's plenty of firepower out here. Dane Yench, the quarterback for Grandview, you may remember him as the dual MVP from last year's 3A Division I state championship game. He is back. Demetrius Crownover, their do-it-all athlete, is back as well. If you don't know a ton about this Rockdale attack, they are fun to watch. Jace Robinson and Cameron Valdez can put up points. Uh, this could be a shootout. I think this could be a really high-scoring affair. I do lean a little bit towards the Grandview defense to bring home a win. Give me the Zebras. But those are far from the only big games in the by-district round of the Texas High School football playoffs. Remember, my picks are scrolling down below, so if I don't mention it out loud, that's where it is. Let's get to the lightning round. In 6A Division I, I like Euless Trinity over Arlington Lamar in a close one. Give me Laredo United to go on the road and knock off Mission. And I like Round Rock Cedar Ridge over Cy Woods. In 6A Division II, I think Denton Geyer survives a scare from Hebron. Give me Houston C.E. King to get by Umble. And in a matchup of two of the three winningest programs in 6A history, I like Longview over Temple. 5A Division I now. Lancaster takes down the Colony. Crowley just barely over Colleyville Heritage. And New Caney gets by Richmond Foster. 5A Division II now. I like Red Oak over Everman and Justin Northwest over Canyon Randall. Port Lavaca Calhoun stays hot with a win over Sherilyn. And would Huntsville over Marshall be an upset? I'm taking Huntsville over Marshall. Four Division I now. Alvarado beats Paris and Decatur beats Canyon. Henderson edges Midlothian Heritage. And surprising El Campo keeps rolling with a win over Fredericksburg. Four Division II now. Sunnyvale takes down Pittsburgh. And Lubbock Estacado beats Sweetwater. Lano in a close one over Divine. And I like Sweeney to beat Smithville. 3A Division I now, Jefferson over West Rusk, give me Columbus, and a close one over Yoakum, and I like Pilot Point over Jim Ned. 3A Division II now, battle-tested Childress takes down Ballinger, Rogers bounces back with a win over Buffalo, and East Bernard beats Sonora. 2A Division I now, Crawford over Boskeville, and I like Panhandle to get by sundown. San Augustine marches past Garrison, and Mason beats Thrall. 2A Division 2 now, Tohoka in a very close one over Groover, and I like Wheeler to beat Archer City. 
Munster beats Clarksville and Burton takes down Chilton. And terrific action in six-man football. In 1A Division I, I like Rankin in a close one over Sterling City and give me Jonesboro to beat Lakey. In 1A Division II, I like Richland Springs to beat Brooksmith and Grand Falls Royalty beats Lorraine. And those are the picks. I did it. I predicted all 352 Texas high school football playoff games this weekend, and I guarantee you I got at least one of them right. That said, what am I wrong about? Leave comments down below. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbells, And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com, where you can find complete coverage of the 2019 Texas high school football playoffs at texasfootball.com slash playoffs. Thanks for watching. Enjoy the playoffs, everybody. We'll see you. There is the picks. My high school football predictions for the bi-district round of the Texas high school football playoffs. And remember, I got at least one of those right. And in fact, if it was, because I picked oh, 40 man. games. Yeah. If it was one in 1.1 trillion that I would get yeah. all 40 wrong. You can't even imagine what yeah. 352. How is it going to say this is the one week I'll well, agree with you? Especially, there are some games that it's like, teams are like huge favorites. Yeah. Like, really big favorites. So, um, anyway, those are the picks. It's up on YouTube right now. So, if you missed your game or you're listening on the podcast and you want to go see who I picked, uh, it scrolls at the bottom of the screen. <laughs> and so, yeah. Uh, St- Stephen Cassie said, almost all of Tepper's 1A picks are the same as mine. I'm worried now. Yeah, no, that's, that's concerning. <laughs> you should be. Well, because the other it's thing. It's not here, good. Here's the other thing. And this is a little bit of behind the curtain. Um, those the the games that I pick are uh, like I don't I specifically don't try to do blowouts in like spotlight games because I don't because I I think those are less interesting you know what I mean like Alito winning who's Alito gotten round one do you have any idea Ish? oh by the way yes I'm here um, <laughs> <laughs> Ish is here call him out um, expose him <laughs> who's let's see I forgot who Alito Alito's got Kimball go. Alito's got Kimball Kimball's a decent team Alito's gonna win that game. Okay, uh, pick, if I were to spotlight that game, that's not interesting. Mm. Like it's like, oh, okay, they're they're gonna you know they're gonna blow them out. Um, that is to me like I would rather pick games that are more interesting. So yeah, the fact that we agree on four six man games that I think are pretty good mm-hmm. is concerning for you. Tony said, uh, "Be bold, guarantee at least two right picks this week." Yeah, you know what? I will. I will. Two, <laughs> two all right. Next week I'm going back to one though because we cut the games in half. So, yeah, there's that. Uh, all right. There's the picks. Ishmael Johnson's here. And Hi, Ish. Yo, what's up? And with that... We're done. We're done. That's going to do it for Go! us. Thank you for spending yes! part of your day with us. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Oh, I'm sorry. One more thing. Free money! <laughs> Boo! Free money! <laughs> My college football picks against the spread. That nice bounce back week last week. Four and four. That was cruel. Nice bounce back week. Uh, basically, we're at the point now. Well, I've got to avoid the bat, the really bad week. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm nine games above 500. I'm 45, That's 36 and four. For. I'm 45, 36 and four. Um, I will, no matter what, I can finish the, I can finish this week at 500 if I lose all nine games. Yeah. So I've got to basically, I've, there's basically we three weeks left, that. three to four weeks left, plus championship games, plus bowl games. Mm-hmm. I just got to avoid the next three weeks, the really bad week. I can't go one and eight. So that's the key here. We're going to lock it in with Ishmael Johnson here on Free Money. Let's start Ashley in Lubach. 
All right. Um, well, let's see here. Sorry, I was reading comments. Um, yes, Texas Tech heading over to Lubbock. TCU heading over to Lubbock. Yeah. yeah. 11 a.m. Saturday, TCU favored by three on the road. Yeah, so TCU a road favorite. Obviously, Vegas is impressed with what they did against Baylor um, last week. Um, there's plenty, to reason, uh, plenty of reason to think that that's a good line. Uh, most notably that it feels like um, the TCU's defense matches up pretty well with what Tech does best. It seems like whenever TCU has, is on defense, they're going to have a little bit of an advantage. But again, the question is going to be, can they get any sort of passing game at all? This Tech secondary is not good. It's very vulnerable. Uh, but can they take advantage of that? That's the big question. Uh, Max Duggan... Did not look great last week, um, but he also got them in overtime and came up with big plays at the big time. Uh, again, I hate to say it, but I'll, I'll, I sound like a broken record with TCU. They've got to run the ball. Mm-hmm. If they don't run the ball, then they're then the offense is just going to sputter and die. Um, I do think that TCU's defense is the dominant force in this game. I think that that's the reason why I'm going to take TCU minus three. Or, uh, minus three. Um, it would not surprise me if Tech won this game outright. They are a lot better at home than they are on the road. But I will say that I think TCU goes on the road uh, and gets a win in Lubbock. I'm going to take TCU minus three. Uh, same. I just don't know if we have a concrete idea of what either of these teams are. Mm. Um, Which is crazy because we we're nine weeks yeah. in. Right. We know that Tech is, you know, j- the offense hasn't fallen off with Jed Duffy, right? Mm-hmm. He's definitely taken a step forward this year. Um, so much so that I would not be surprised if he transferred because, honestly, he's proven mm-hmm. he could be a really good starting quarterback um, for an FBS team. So... But in that, also, I think I just trust Gary Patterson more mm-hmm. um, in a situation where we've seen Max Duggan be able to take care of the football. He's had, I believe, two games now where he hasn't, but for the most part of the year, he's been really careful. Uh, defensively, I just like TCU overall. And, yeah, I just feel like TCU's going to be able to exploit things on the ground and get what they want. Max Duggan's been able to make those throws mm-hmm. when he's been asked to as long as it's not as long as the game plan hasn't been on his shoulders, mm-hmm. he's been fine. And I think that kind of continues this week. I think you're probably right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with that. What's next, Ashley? All right. Up next, some Conference USA action. The Miners heading to Birmingham, Alabama to take on UAB at 12 on Saturday. UAB favored by 17 and a half at home. And you look conflicted. I hate this line. I hate <laughs> this line. That's a great line. Oh, <laughs> God. It's so spot on. That's a great line. Because. Yeah. Okay. UTEP played significantly better last week mm-hmm. when they were able to get their guys in, mm-hmm. right? When they were, able, they, they were able to unleash Deion Hankins, basically, and get, get that running game going. For some reason, that the, the offense clicked last week. But they're running up against a UAB defense that is really good. UAB is where they are right now because of their defense. I say that because their offense is not very good. Mm-hmm. Their offense is nothing to write home about. It's not very special. Um, and so... But here's the problem. I don't know. I don't know if I trust. I don't know if I trust UTEP to score. But at the same time, I don't know. It's it's like you have a bad offense going up against a bad defense. <laughs> what happens there? Man, I'm really tempted to take UTEP, but it is on the road. It's on the road. That's what's scary. Yeah. And it's not a blowout margin. No, like it's not twenty. Like you could see. Like I could absolutely see UAB winning this game. Yeah, thirty-one to ten. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's a cover. Or tw- or twenty seven to ten, that's not a cover. That's the problem. Seventeen and a half is the perfect line. 
you don't ask bad to do good. I'm going to go with UAB minus 17 and a half. I don't. I hate this. I hate this one. This is my least favorite line of the week. I love it. I mean, I see no reason to take UTEP. <laughs> Tough but fair. I mean, like, I, <laughs> I don't know. Succinct. It if it, it, if it was in El Paso, maybe. Um, if the line was even maybe one point higher. Yeah. Right? Like 18 and a half or something. Yeah. But 17 and a half, I think, is perfect. Well, what's funny is that if you were to, if you were to knock this thing down to 17, I would take UTEP. I'm sorry. I'd take UAB. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the 17 and a half scares me. They got to win yeah. by, like, that's an odd number. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to take UAB my 17 and a half, and I hate it. What's next? All right. Up next issues bobcats hosting troy at home 2 p.m saturday troy favored by seven on the road the odd two o'clock kick yeah yeah ish uh hey remember when you guys said troy was good this offseason mm-hmm. and i was the one that said hey texas state only lost 12 to 7 last year mm-hmm. and everyone looked at me like i was crazy mm-hmm. i remember all this very distinctly <laughs> and, now, and now troy's four and five right <laughs> call him out so just a college football insider <laughs> i will call all three. No, it was you, Shahan, and Max. Oh, drag him. You, Shahan, think. and drag Max were like, Ish, seriously, Troy, Neil Brown just got hired. I don't remember this at really all. Really great program. Drag really great. Jo- I'm like, I don't remember this at Troy all. Troy is good. <laughs> they lost a lot last year. They win. Texas State covers. Ooh, I like it. Because Troy's, uh, what Troy has been this year is a lesser version of what they were under Neil Brown. Okay at passing. Not really great at running. Which again, Texas State's defense. If you want to beat them, you got to run the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, Texas, <laughs> conversely, Troy's defense really bad at stopping the run. Texas State really doesn't run the ball. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it's it's a very bad <laughs> matchups of weaknesses and strengths mm-hmm. and things like that. But with that said, I'm going with the cover because it's Senior Day at Texas State. Mm. Um, Brian Linden's going to be playing with his hair on fire. A lot of those guys on defense in particular where they have a lot of experience, Deshaun Waddy, all those guys on defense. It's their last game in San Marcos. I'm going to say they cover. I think Troy wins, but I think it's close. I think maybe about a four-point win, a three-point win for Troy. So so normally I'd agree with you mm-hmm. because I trust you on all things Texas State. Go for it. What do you got? But you just dragged him, so he's well, not yeah, going to No, no. I've been waiting for this game. As soon as Troy like was losing – to let me see, they, they, they lost. They, to Arc tra- State. They, they got destroyed by Missouri. They, they have got, a trash loss on they, there, they and they might tra- be the Missouri loss. It's uh, they almost lost by twenty to Georgia State. Yeah, Georgia and then State's they lost good. to Coastal. So it's yeah. like they weren't. A good here's, team. here's here's the issue though. So, okay, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I you, you say the senior day thing, right? Yeah, last yeah. last week was homecoming, and they needed a last second not wrong missed field goal yeah. by South Alabama yeah. to lose to win by one. It wasn't over, good over a worse team. It wasn't good. I like Troy in this one. I nope. think they're going to be. I think they're going to be able to run the ball yeah. because I. I think that they're going to be able to run the ball. Um, and I like Troy to cover the seven. I think they win by about eight or nine. Listen, I can't defend anyone who would not take take or Texas who State. would take Troy. To, yeah. Who wouldn't take Troy to cover? Right. What's next, Ashley? Um, up next, heading back to the Big Twelve, number nineteen, Texas Longhorns headed to Iowa State, two thirty p.m. Saturday. Iowa State favored at home by seven, and Craig Way is super pumped for this one. So <laughs> here is the amazing thing about this: this is a top twenty team, top twenty team <laughs> that is a seven point dog on the road to an unranked team. But at the same time, I can't blame them. I think that I think that they're they're spot on. That in a lot of ways, this is a team that matches up really well with Texas. 
-hmm. It's a team that matches up and does and tends to take away the things that they would do best. That if you're saying, oh, Keontae Ingram's going to get loose. Well, Keontae Ingram, you know, this is a team that runs the ball, that, that defends the run really well. You're going to say, hey, well, you know what? They're, um, they're, you know, the, the, the run defense for Texas is really good. True. Mm-hmm. The, uh, uh, Iowa State runs the ball particularly well. Yeah. That said, I think that this is going to be because of the weather. And this is mm-hmm. gonna, that's going to tamp down the scoring. And as a result, I think that that is going to help to mitigate the biggest advantage that Iowa State has, which is when they throw the ball, and Texas is secondary. Mm-hmm. That is going to mitigate that damage. I think the cold is going to tamp down the score. That's going to keep this thing close. I think Iowa State wins, but I think this game is is within five points, six points. I think that I'm going to take Texas plus seven. I think this game is close simply because the weather is going to tamp down the passing attack, and that's going to make it. That's going to take away Iowa State's biggest advantage in this game. I think. I think I'm going to take Texas outright. Okay. Little money line-ish. One, I should <laughs> mention, Texas should not be ranked. Um, Iowa State quotes. probably should be ranked. Um, but the thing about Iowa State's offense is it's not an offense that likes to get in a shootout. True. It's a, it's a very good offense, right? But mm-hmm. it's an offense that very much wants to keep things in its own wheelhouse, which is Brock Purdy making efficient throws, uh, Brees Hall gashing the defensive line and you know getting to the second level and just kind of controlling the tempo controlling the flow of the game texas is the team that can break that open mm-hmm. um now granted texas's defense can also let iowa state <laughs> stay in a shootout yes. so um but i feel like if this game gets into the 30s or 40s that's where texas wants it. Mm-hmm. um because i think iowa state is unco- a little more uncomfortable at chasing the game Mm-hmm. Right, Texas is chasing the game right now this season. And I just feel like we're at the point in the season where Texas is more desperate. Mm-hmm. Probably true. Um, and especially with – I mean, uh, let's put it this way. I don't think Texas wants to end the season at 7-5. and five. Probably true. And when you have at Baylor coming up and Tech, two games that are all of a sudden aren't gimmies, mm-hmm. uh, especially obviously Baylor, but especially the way Tech's, Tech's looking on offense. Um, I think they're going to want to try to get this one and maybe get to that eight-win mark to maybe check off the season as just better than, hey, we barely snuck into bowl eligibility, yeah. right? So I feel like as far as desperation goes, I'm going to go with Texas. I think Texas wins outright. Uh, Rob S. just said that Tom Herman is 13-3-1 against the spread as an underdog. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, that is the big – Which is weird. He's an un- But it's, it's like an underdog – because they're ranked right, like well, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's it's a weird yeah they're under I don't know it's a weird it's a weird situation it's almost it's almost like they shouldn't be ranked yeah <laughs> what's next Ashley <laughs> um, up next we've got Memphis number eighteen who are again a top twenty ranked team going down to Houston two thirty p.m. on Saturday Memphis favored by ten on the road let me start with this mm-hmm. let me start with the play I oh, actually well, like okay like. Actually, that was a conviction. Genuinely, yeah. like okay. he's serious. <laughs> if you have the means to play this over, play this over. Okay, it's huh? sixty nine. Is the over over under? Uh, I think this game's going to be pointsy. Nice. I think this game. I think you're going to have a lot of points. I saw you did there. Uh-huh. The there's going to be a lot of points in this game. I think. I think it's a high scoring game because I do not think that Houston can stop Memphis. I think that's a big problem. Houston's them. offense has been boomer bust basically and, right. since this whole red shirting thing happened. Right, it really has. Like, but at the same time, 
at home, they tended to be pretty good offensively. Yeah. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. So for me, my real actual play, besides the rules of this dumb game, is I really like the over here. I like over 69 points in this one. Now, on to the actual rules of the game. Again, this comes down to whether or not you think Houston is going to able to keep pace with this Memphis offense. I think every time Memphis has the ball, it is bad freaking news for Houston. Because mm -hmm. this offense is lighting people up, and this defense, it's lighting people up. Okay. Yards per pass. A very basic stat. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yards per pass. Memphis is ninth. Houston defense, 101st. Yeah. Okay. They are going to throw the ball, and they're going to throw the ball well. Mm -hmm. The question for you is, does the Houston offense have enough oomph to get them over the top? I just I like Memphis minus 10 in this one. I uh, think they're going to be able to, to outscore them and get two stops yeah. and mm -hmm. win by 14. I, I mean, it's, I think it's going to be the same thing we saw against SMU, the same thing we saw against UCF, where they keep it, you know, at, at halftime, would it shock anyone if this was 20 to 17? No. Mm -hmm. Right? It's like, oh, man, Houston's really – and then third quarter, fourth quarter, they just score 21 points mm -hmm. in, in an individual quarter and just blow it open. Yeah. Like that, it, Houston does not have the horses right now to compete with the likes of UCF and Memphis, and we saw it against UCF. They scored 21 points in the third quarter. Um, pull away. Uh, yeah, and so they just pull away in the end, and I think that's going to be the similar case. I uh, more importantly, over yeah. 69 points. That's my that's right. my play. And I think Cincinnati, Cincinnati scores 17 in the fourth quarter. Like yeah. they eventually just they 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 lose they lose steam. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's next, Ashley? Um, up next, headed back to Conference USA. <laughs> Your favorite Rice Owls. Heading on the road to take on Middle Tennessee, 3.30 p.m. Saturday, MTSU, favored by 14 and a half at home. I am genuinely ready for this rice season to be over. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting close. <laughs> genuinely ready. Um, because, unfortunately, like, there are teams, like, okay, UTEP's a bad team. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But UTEP, I think, is trending in an okay direction. Right, because sure. they've had they've had they some cover. young guys that come in and give them a little bit of life. They were winning in that uh, for a long time in that game last week, Charlotte uh, against Charlotte. Mm -hmm. Right, that was they were in it. Right, they, they are trending in the right direction. Rice is not. Rice is trending poorly, and you know what's going to happen, right? Rice is going to win this game out, right? No, Rice is going to beat UTEP by like fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> um, Rice on the Rice on the road scares the heck out of me. Rice on the road against a team that runs the ball as well as Middle Tennessee does yeah. scares the heck out of me. I like Middle Tennessee minus fourteen and a half. Yeah, same. I again, Rice is playing for. Let me see. Ba -ba -da -ba -da -ba -da, where's that schedule at? Uh, they're playing for the last game of the season. Oh yeah. Like oh, yeah. I mean, that's the one. That's where it is. What's next, Ashley? Um, sticking with Conference USA on this one, Southern Miss heading down to San Antonio to take on UTSA, 5 p.m., an odd tip-off time, Saturday. Uh, Southern Miss, 17-point favorites on the road. This is a weird, this is a weird line, because, like, San like, Southern Miss is a good team, but I don't know if they're, like, this world beater. Mm, they're quarterback. I mean, here's the thing. Southern Miss, their, their throwing ability is really good, and that's where this game is ultimately going to be won and lost, is their ability to throw the ball. And UTSA's secondary has been pretty, um, pretty bad against that, against the run, or I'm sorry, against the pass. And then on the other side of it, you know, Southern Miss's defense solid, and solid is pretty much all it takes to kind of cut the legs out from underneath this UTSA offense. Um, that said, I mean, at home in a dome, it's a little weird. I think 17 points is a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm still going to take Southern Miss, but I just, I'm just <laughs> noting that I think that 17 points is a lot. Um, I will take Southern Miss minus 17. Um, 
Yeah, give me, I don't love it, yeah. but I'm going to take Southern Miss minus 17. Give me Southern Miss minus 17. Here's the reason why. Southern Miss, 23rd in the nation, allowing just 3.5 yards a rush attempt. Yeah. Uh, allowing just 100, 111 yards uh, on the ground a game. That is 15th in the country. If UTSA can't get Sincere McCormick to 150, they will not score more than 14 points. Probably true. What's next, Ashley? All right. Big game of the week here. Oklahoma, number 10, taking on number 13, Baylor, 6.30 p.m. Saturday. OU favored by 10 on the road, and college game days will be there. College game day will be there. Um, it's a big, big game in Waco. Don't, so, don't be too excited. Well, shoot. So here's the thing, <laughs> okay? I've kind of been wondering if and when the other shoe is going to drop with Baylor, mm-hmm. okay? Let's be real. Let's be let's be honest about this. Mm-hmm. Okay. They got some very fortunate calls against Tech. They squeaked by West Virginia. They squeaked by TCU. Mm-hmm. They have been living right. They've been that's not to say they should not apologize for being nine and zero, but they have not been that dominant nine and zero team. Here comes the, the chance. Right here comes the opportunity to prove that you belong. Um, this is the best, that's the second best offense in the nation, in my opinion, only behind Ohio State. Um, else you might have something to say about it, but this is a, an elite, elite, elite offense, which will test the Baylor defense in a way that they have not been tested before, plain and simple. Mm-hmm. The other side of the ball has me a little bit concerned because Baylor's offense has scuffled a little bit. That has me concerned. That said, I think this game's a touchdown game. I think this game's within a t- I think I think OU wins, but I don't think Baylor gets gets beat by double digits. I like Baylor plus ten in this one. You give me a double digit home dog, I'll 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 eat that up. I like I like I like Baylor plus ten at home. I think they keep it close. I think OU wins outright. Mm-hmm. I hate to say that, but I think OU wins outright. I think they've got too much firepower, and eventually the dam is going to break on that. I think that eventually the dam is going to break on that defense that they're going to be able to light it up. But I do think that. Um, Baylor covers. I like Baylor plus 10. I have no reason to feel confident that Baylor can keep pace. Yeah, it's, I mean, the, yeah. Uh, look, no I, I think, I, I think can, I, can I issue a totally unsubstantiated rumor? Go for it. I think Charlie Brewer's hurt. That's fine. Because I mean, this is I, a guy... He's played terribly. Here's the, the thing. Weeks. This is a guy who has always been... I want to see if this is... If I can, I can prove this with numbers. Let's see. But he looks like a guy who's playing hurt. Yeah. Because this is a guy who has always been predicated on accuracy. Mm-hmm. He's always been a guy who's been super accurate. And this year, it's just like, he, he started off hyper-accurate, but he has gotten less and less sharp. Yeah. Now, he's come through in, in the clutch, right? He's come through in the big moments. But I wonder if he's hurt. And I think OU's going to dial up the pressure. I just think that the home crowd, night game, I think they keep that close. I'm going to say, I, I like Baylor plus 10. Yeah, no, I think I think Oklahoma covers. I think they cover. I think this might be a two touchdown game. I think that they're look. I think there's about a twenty percent chance uh-huh. that OU drills them into the core of the sun. Like they just absolutely. I, I think put, there's a fair me, chance this game this like fifty eight to ten. Let's put it this way: Oklahoma's played a defense closer to the level of Baylor than Baylor's played an offense closer to the level of Oklahoma. That's one hundred percent true. Ooh, That's one hundred percent true. I just think I like the home. I, I'm, I'm going to take the home double digit home dog. Go for it. Make me look smart, Baylor, please. <laughs> <laughs> and finally. 
And finally, South Carolina. This game kind of snuck up on us. Yeah, heading over to China, right? Kyle Field, 6.30 p.m. A&M favored over the Gamecocks by 10 and a half Well, South Carolina beat Georgia. And as a result, South Carolina, I think we all we all know, is a dominant, dominant, what's that? I'm sorry, I'm getting something in my ear that South Carolina actually sucks. Is that, oh, wow, they do. It's yeah. interesting. Turns out they uh, they lost to App State last week. <laughs> <laughs> um. So this oh, is granted App State is good this year. So. App State's good. <laughs> so respect to them. Yeah. But this is a I don't know that is gonna be a great sports mystery is how South Carolina beat Georgia between the hedges. Yeah. How the heck did that happen? Yeah. Um this is not a good South Carolina. I think they team. did the thing the Georgia did the thing where they didn't let Jake Fromm throw until the fourth quarter. Mm. And it was like, oh, why can't we move the ball? Oh, that's right, because oh, we're just yeah, running we the ball now. into a really good <laughs> rushing defense. Right. And so And then um, they finally let him just throw everything in the end. <laughs> Right, uh, and so to me, South Carolina is not very good. Yeah. Right. I, I do not think that they are. I, I do not think that they are. They're 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 going to be able to, to keep pace with A and M. Here's a stat for me. Not only are they home. Okay. A and M under Jimbo Fisher with the rest advantage, four and one against the spread. Oh, look it's at that. five and one after this week. I like A and M to cover. Hullabaloo connect connect minus ten and a half. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, I like I like A and M too, just because I don't trust South Carolina's offense. Like t- their defense is really good. Uh, but again, Kellen Mon is really good at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's really comfortable against good defenses at home, as we've seen. Also, this is a, here's the other thing that I really think we have to think we have to consider. This is probably A and M's last shot at a win this year, because uh, then you have at Georgia at LSU. Oh, okay, That's, so we get into that. <laughs> yeah. we get into, uh, I didn't yeah. know we were at that we're, point. We're in the season. Yeah, we're at that so, point. Um, <laughs> we're on the doorstep yeah. of, of the murder train. I think uh, <laughs> I think A and M wants to end the season seven and five and not six and six, which is almost guaranteed to happen if they lose this game. So. Yeah, <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay. So those are my free money picks. I like TCU minus three at Texas Tech. I like UAB minus 17 and a half at home at UTEP. Actually, don't. Uh, Troy <laughs> minus seven at Texas State. I like Texas plus seven at Iowa State. I like Memphis plus 10 at Houston. Uh, but more importantly, I like over 69. Uh, I like Memphis or Middle Tennessee minus 14 and a half at home against Rice. I like Southern Miss minus 17 at UTSA. I like Baylor plus 10 at home against Oklahoma. And I like A&M minus 10 and a half at home against South Carolina. Now we got Ashley Pickle, who put her hair up for America's Second <laughs> Segment. Final thoughts. <laughs> I was so sick of my hair being down. Um, two things. So, one, Ruben Rios came in with one of the best comments after the uh, pre-show to the pre-free show. I'll get it one you day. You got it. Uh, anyway, he said, uh, does Hank have a tiny Vince Young trophy rattle? <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be his first words. Be Please something. come get your player of the year yeah, trophy. No, his first, his first words are going to be, follow us on Twitter <laughs> at DZPF. <laughs> and then finally, um, Tepper had asked me the other day if I had ever been a mascot. That answer is yes, I have been a mascot a couple of times, one of which I was telling him last year um, on National Pickle Day, I dressed up in a pickle costume to MC a North Texas basketball game. Little did I remember, thank goodness Aaron Flynn reminded me, today is National Pickle Day. November 14th. It was a year ago today that I was in my pickle suit. I guarantee you my mom is wearing that to work today. When's National Ishmael Johnson Day? (laughs) I have no idea. When's your birthday? Uh, It's in April. It's in April? Yeah. Okay. We'll pick a day. (laughs) And we'll make make it National National, National Ish Day. (laughs) National Ish Day. Uh, Okay. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks to Phil Barron, the head coach of the San Antonio Burbank Bulldogs, for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle and Ishmael Johnson, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please can get your Player of the Year trophy. We will see you tomorrow. Texas football today.